we need an Ephesians uh, theme song. Boop, 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 Ephesians. Boop, 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 Ephesians. That's it. Done. It's How about you, Michelle? It's a bop. Yeah. Hey, do, do you do an Ephesians song no, now. I really do don't one. Know. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Harmonize with me, Michelle. Ready? Oh, my. Ephesians. I'm going to do the Gregorian chant. Well, this week we start. Ephesians. Oh <laughs> the book of Ephesians. Yeah, so we did do Ephesians probably 13, 14 years ago. And I forgot about that when I was planning out the whole idea of doing Galatians in 2023 and Ephesians in 2024 and Philippians in 2025 and Colossians in 2026. I'm looking back at some of my own notes and I'm like, did I really say that? That's, I don't know. I feel like I've matured. I feel like I understand theology in a, in a more nuanced way than I did then. And I feel like because there's a maturity in me, I'm also making it twice as long as it was the original time I went through it. But I think it's good. I think that's cool. You can see that. It's a maturity level. It's like, that's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't it cool? I've reflected on this a lot. Sometimes you look back and you want to cringe, but like grace allows you to not mm-hmm. <laughs> fall into the cringe mode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can just say, thank God. I've grown past that. There. So we're actually going to start in Acts 19. He walks in and what he sees and what he experiences his first time through. And now the book of Ephesians is written later, but now he's writing to try and bring a maturity to these people, which is, I think it's really interesting because you get to the book of Revelation and what's Jesus' thing about these guys? You forgot your first love. Mm-hmm. You know, you you forgot this joy of what your salvation originally is and what it entails. And and this is Paul, I think, in the, right in between those two things, right? Saying, hey, let's grow up into the maturity of who Christ is and let's steer and, and step into the joy that you have and the excitement, but let's take it deeper to a place that you will now reach the people around you with the grace that you know. I'm going to uh, talk about and use N.T. Wright's analogy at the very beginning of where he says Ephesians is like the London Eye. The London Eye in, in London, it you see all the pictures and you just think it's a big Ferris wheel, but the thing is 450 feet tall. And he says, when you're at the top of it, he goes, you get an overview of London like nothing else. It's the best place to see it. And that's from somebody who lives in London. And that's what Ephesians is like. It's not the longest thing that Paul's written. It's not the most in-depth, but it really does give you a good overall picture of all of his theology. And so when we take that and step into the book of Acts, I'm going to talk about the four things that you really learn of what Christianity is meant to do, that Christianity is exclusive because it's about the worship of Christ, but yet everybody's invited in. Mm. And Paul will start that when he talks to John's disciples when he walks in. Second three is that Christianity is meant to lead us to move the message of the gospel outward, which where where Paul goes into the synagogue and, and all the Orthodox Jews are like, man. Jesus, no. And Paul just, okay, I'll go around him. And he goes to the hall of Tyrannus because the message of the gospel is supposed to go outward. The third thing is that it's centered in God's work and not ours. The point is Christ is flexing his power in the city of Ephesus, who had its focus on all these different gods and goddesses. Then the last one is that uh, Christianity really is and comes about because the central announcement of the gospel, which is what Paul does. And so those are the four things we'll kind of come down to look at. So why, why now? I love a good origin story. To for a Ephesians now? Yeah. Paul writes these four letters to four different churches, although really... 
Philippians and Colossians, they, they have a lot of the same language in them and a lot of the same language is actually in all four of these letters, but it was to these different places and I think different places of a spiritual walk for each of these churches. And I thought this would be really good for us to kind of walk through these four things at the beginning of each of these years to kind of give us a focus of where mm-hmm. God is calling us into. It's just, I, I think that as I was praying about it and thinking about it, God just kind of brings things up. And, mm-hmm. and that was one of them. I said, okay, I'll do it. So you were saying... Uh for Ephesians, then what is the direction of the heart? I talk about this at the beginning of this message too, where Thomas Jefferson, not a Christian. (laughs) (laughs) Alamo does not endorse these views. (laughs) But but Thomas Jefferson, you know, had this idea and, and it's a well-known letter that he wrote that it, it, for Tim, he goes, it doesn't matter what I believe. It matters what I do. And he think, and he thought that his beliefs didn't translate into how he lived his life. The point for him is just to be a, a good, decent person. And that's a lot like our society. That's a lot like the city of Ephesus. But the problem with that is, and Paul will talk about this, is that our doctrine, what we believe, ultimately results in how we live. And Thomas Jefferson, even saying those things, that's a doctrine. And it's, it's a belief. And his belief directly went into how he lives. And I think it's important for us to understand what we believe about God and our lives is going to directly relate to how we live. So it's very important for us what we believe about God and who he is. And that's, this is what Paul does in Ephesians. I mean, the first three chapters, it's here's God, here's God, here's God. This is what we believe about our salvation. And then chapter four starts with the word therefore. And so it takes everything from those first three chapters and says, now, how are we gonna live? And then it goes into... Uh, our communication, it goes into our families, it goes into spiritual warfare, it goes into all these different things, but that comes out of, first, what we believe about God. And the first thing Paul does in Ephesians, which we'll talk about next week, is just this grand view of salvation from God's point of view. And it's supposed to just, I think, undo us to like, wow, I can trust him because he's amazing. So you're talking about Right doctrine leads to how we live, how we live inside baseball. We're reading a book called 180 right now. And the book talks about how that's yes, that's very important, but it's also the kind of this attachment love that to God in that way as well. That's when change begins to happen. So mm-hmm. is there, how do those play a, a part and how can we as GC leaders try to knowledge is important. Don't get me wrong. Go beyond I, I, head knowledge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Move it okay. from head to heart. Well, how about this? Uh, in the fifth week of Ephesians. <laughs> <laughs> well, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Everyone. Come back. Well, well, this is, and this is again, this is why it's kind of this progression. And that is why, you know, really everything in chapter one moves a particular direction. So in chapter five, Paul, Paul normally starts his letters out and I'll probably say the exact same thing when we get to chapter five. Paul starts his letters normally like, hey, everybody, this is what I'm praying for you about. Mm-hmm. And so, the, and, but in Ephesians, he doesn't. Paul starts, hey, everybody, this is who God is. This is how he sees it. And then when you get to verses 15 through 22, that's when he starts to talk about, so this is what I pray for you. And really that goes to the idea of you would not only see it, but you would feel it. And we typically relate seeing to reality and feeling with emotions. And Paul is trying to get to the point where he says, no, I want you to see it with clarity because when you see it with clarity, that translates emotionally into how you connect with God. This is what God has done. This is how he quote unquote 
feels about you. This is what he has done to rescue and save you. And when you get the clarity of that, it is going to change your emotions so that you do step into deeper relationship with him. So come back week five. You're like Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> you won't give me all of Reacher at once. You got to make me come back every Dude, week. I know. What <laughs> are they for doing? the next episode? Why well, I, I would love to explore that in this podcast over the next, hmm. over this series of helping people, uh, us included, to dive deeper into the word of God, to explore how we can take ownership of reading scripture okay. so that we can see more clarity and how we can move it not just from head but to heart where we can you know this term attachment love of god and and experience it in that way and then maybe element as a body will live it out greater than if it was just one or the other yeah well the 180 book also references dallas willard's book renovations which well not Dallas. it's it's a book about what dallas willard said before he died but that that's really his thing you know that that attachment of of salvation as it as we're connected to who god is mm-hmm. And like core of what it means to abide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ephesians. I kind of think a good question for GCs to look at maybe just at the starting of this is what is Christianity meant to do or be in the world at this point? What, you know, what, what is it? I mean, that, that can be, you know, what is the gospel obviously, but then we as believers, what, what is that supposed to look like in the world based upon what Paul did in Ephesus? Obviously we're not in Ephesus. <laughs> so cosmopolitan. Here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, well, you know, it's, uh, who was it that was talking about this that, you know, why don't you see some of the things you would see like in the book of Acts? And they were saying, well, in that culture, that's what reached that culture. Mm-hmm. And in our culture, it's it tends to be more thought out. It's it's reasoning. So you go to different places in the world. There are lots of places where there's crazy miracles that God mm-hmm. does in these places. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't do that here because someone would become a celebrity doing miracles here. And so what happens here is it's more, let's reason, let's logic through. And so God works in that way. God works how he knows he needs to work in these places for his gospel to go forward. So as Christians, you know, how do, how do we view Christianity in our culture, affecting our culture? And then how are we meant to live in the midst of that? Well, I think our culture, so it's so defined about who we're against, not we mm-hmm. Christians, but we as people. And we're, you know, that we have this victimized group and it's always the savior of the day or the the right person of the day. And we can see this in the wars that are taking place. We can see this in our politics. And so Christians should be the opposite of that, not who's the biggest victim. Ultimately, Jesus is actually the biggest victim. And therefore, we we should be, I don't know, not about playing those games and pointing to uh, a truer hope. Yeah. Well, you know, Dallas Willard said, right? He said a lot. <laughs> he said a lot. <laughs> uh, one of the things he, he spoke said. at my graduation. Did he really? Mm-hmm. One of the things he said was, and I'm going to totally butcher this, but I'm going to say it as close as I can remember it. He said that if you want to know, if you understand Christianity, the gospel, your salvation, he says, what is your reaction to your enemies? Hmm. Like when someone comes up that you don't like or is an enemy or someone offends you, what is your reaction? Is it love and grace and wanting this person to come to the knowledge of the gospel? Or is it like, yeah, that person's an idiot. And he said, that's how you really know if you've understood the gospel and what Christianity is. Has it changed your heart? And I'm like, Ow. I was going to say, well, on that bombshell. <laughs> Ephesians. <laughs> <laughs> that question reminds me of Element University. On my side, um, reading through the Gospels, one of the key words for me was kingdom. 
and the now and not yet kingdom. And so uh, Christianity, I want it. I would hope that our goal is to bring through um, and, uh, you know, we are not the savior, but God has uh, called us to be part of his work in the world. And so I want Christianity to help transform community and relationship back to um, pointing towards what he originally intended it to be, where it will all get eventually in his time. But that's, that's what I see Christianity as the yeast that works all the way through the dough to transform it into something new and beautiful. In a positive way. Because Jesus yes. did use in a positive way, too. Yes. Sometimes Jesus was bad, but sometimes it's good. You know what? Uh, I think week four, I actually called uh, already, already Not Yet. Hmm. Mm. I like that you just highlighted the the inclusive participation, like this invitation being extended to the whole world, even to the most marginalized people, and yet the exclusivity of what's the object of our worship. And I think of the world being completely unraveled and undone, and we can see that in every sector of it, really, um, if you look closely enough and joining with God to work with him and bringing about restoration and shalom and, and hope that's found in him being not, not just a far off redemption and rescue, but also in the midst of it all with us and promising to walk with us each day. It's amazing. If you're listening to this, you know, what would your GC say is the purpose of Christianity in the world? And that'd be, I think, a great thing to kind of... Good way to kick the series off. Yep. All right. We'll be back next week with week two. And thanks for listening. Ephesians. Do it. Do it. Do it. You gotta go lower. Ephesians. Ephesians. It still sounds like a girl. Does it? Yeah. (laughs) 